You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. So it's really a joy to be with you all today. Um, an honor to be standing on this Bima, my first annual meeting at Temple Bethel, um, and an exciting one to share with you. Uh, you're going to be hearing over the course of the uh, afternoon, the time we're together, um, a lot of statements, a lot of updates, a lot of uh, information about where we are as a congregation and where we're going as a congregation. And I'm excited to hear those statements. I hope you are as well. But I don't know about you, but for me, this year's theme has been more about questions than statements. I came with questions for each and every one of you, and I've had opportunities over the past year to meet with most, if not all of you in this room, whether one-on-one or in small groups or in services or programs, and I've tried my best to focus those conversations around questions, questions about you, your story, your history with the congregation, your thoughts about the future, your hopes, your dreams. And I've been asking you those questions and thinking about the questions that I have about our congregation and our future. Ben's going to talk in a few minutes about our visioning process, and the visioning process itself was formed and driven by deep questions. And where we are in the visioning process is shaped by, Ben will tell you, six questions that we're asking. And so as I was thinking of this theme of this year being about questions, I said, well, I'm supposed to give a Devar Torah at the annual meeting, and we're going to hear about the state of our congregation. And I guess my role in some ways is to talk about the spiritual state of our congregation as I see it. And so it struck me that maybe I should ask or think about what God's questions might be for us. And so it turns out that the Bible doesn't have a lot of questions that God asks, which makes sense. The seminary word that many of you may have heard before that is often used to refer to God, although if you were here for Rabbi Artson last week, we may not uh, totally agree or believe with uh, uh, this premise anymore, but the seminary word anyway is that God is omniscient. That God is all-knowing, right? And an all-knowing being doesn't really need to ask questions because why ask a question that you know an answer to? I know there's some lawyers in the room that know why you should ask a question that you already know the answer to, but I'm not sure that that is necessarily what fits for God. Uh, No offense to the lawyers. But in any event, there are, so there are not many questions that God asks in the Bible, at least. There are really only a handful. And I want to think about three of those questions this afternoon. And that's really three of maybe like five or six. I mean, there's really not a lot. So here they are. The first one, the very first question God asks in the Torah comes in the book of Genesis after Adam and Eve uh, eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil and they hear God walking in the Garden of Eden and they go and hide from God. And God says, Ayeka, where are you? That's God's first 
question to humanity, God's first question to us. Where are you? Which is a question that God asks each of us personally, individually, in each and every moment. Not geographically, where are you? Or I assume that that's a relatively easy question to answer. But spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, where are you? That's the first question that I would pose to us as a congregation as we gather for this annual meeting. Where are you? Where are we? From my perspective in thinking about that question, answering that question, I would say we are a congregation on the move, a congregation on the grow, a congregation that is stronger today than we were a year ago today. A congregation whose membership has grown over the course of the past year. A congregation whose leadership continues to be inspired and visionary and strengthened. And we will install new leaders today who continue in that great tradition. A congregation that has a deeper and firmer and more profound sense of its own purpose and its own direction and is prepared to make bold and visionary steps in order to pursue and achieve that direction. And so when I ask, where are we? I can't help but rejoice at the incredible strength of the position in which we find ourselves that enables us to move from that strong position to another one in the coming year. Mikhail Lechayel, Mikoach Lekoach, from strength to strength. The second question God asks, very shortly after that question, Ayeka, where are you, is after the children of Adam and Eve, Cain Vehevel, Cain and Abel, have a little uh, sibling tiff, if you will. Cain and Abel both give offerings to God, and God accepts Abel's offering. He was able to do it very well. Okay? Um, that was for you, Brian. Um, Cain wasn't. And so Cain, in a fit of uh, jealous rage, kills Abel. And God calls to Cain and says, A Hevel Achicha, where is Abel your brother? Famously, Cain answers that, Vayomer, lo yadati hashomer achianochi. Cain answers, I don't know, am I my brother's keeper? But the question, where is your brother, is I think a profound question for us at this moment in our congregation's history to consider and meditate on and reflect on. Because we as a congregation are only as strong as we are able to take care of every person who enters into our jurisdiction, every person who enters into our line of sight, every person with whom we encounter, and say, have we met the needs? Have we encountered them in the fullness of their humanity? Have we embraced them with the love of God and God's Torah and brought them closer into a deeper and growing relationship with Jewish wisdom and practice and community? 
And so if we ask ourselves, where are we? We also have to ask ourselves, where is our brothers? Where are our sisters? Have we met the needs of every Jew or any person who wants to be involved in Jewish life, whether or not they are Jewish, who we encounter? How are we taking care of each other? Are we taking care of each other? But I just, at this moment, with that question in mind, where is your brother? I want to tell you of two things that happened to me over the course of this year. So the first was a few months ago now, I think. Um, Someone uh, had their teenage daughter uh, suddenly and brutally shot to death in a convenience store. And that person, it turned out, although I didn't know this at the time, called virtually every local synagogue. They weren't a member of a synagogue. They called virtually every local synagogue and said, my daughter was just shot to death in a convenience store. My 18-year-old daughter was just shot to death in a convenience store. I'm not a member of your synagogue. Can someone please help me with the funeral? Now, it turned out that I wasn't able to help with the funeral. And fortunately, someone else uh, locally was that we, and by we, I mean Norma, helped connect that person to. But I called the individual to express my deep apologies for not being able to do the funeral and to express my condolences over the loss of his daughter. He's a Russian immigrant to Richmond. And he said, I appreciate so much your call, and I appreciate so much the help of Norma in your office. You know, I called every synagogue in town, and yours was the only one who called me back. E Hevel Achicha, where is Abel your brother? And if that story is an indication of our response to that question, I would say, going back to the first question, where are we? We are in an incredibly strong place indeed and positioned to continue the process of going from strength to strength. I've had other people, not Jewish, without families in the area, or Jewish without connection to a congregation, come within our walls, come to services here, come to classes here, and say to me that they've gone to other synagogues, they've gone to other houses of worship, and never have they been made to feel more welcome, more at home, more included than they did when they walked into the doors at Temple Beth El, greeted by smiling and friendly faces who asked them about their lives, invited them out to dinner, invited them to join them at future events as their guest. And I've heard from numbers of these people over the course of the past year. And I want to inspire us first to recognize that great beauty that we are doing as a congregation. That is precisely what we are supposed to be doing as a congregation. Where is your brother? And for our answer not to be, am I my brother's keeper? The answer to be, I know where my brother is because I am keeping him. I know where my sister is because I am keeping her. We are doing that as a congregation, and I want to inspire us to double down on our efforts to make sure that we are caring for anybody who meets us and wants to feel the love and embrace of Judaism and community. 
And then the third question God asks comes in the book of Kings. Elijah the prophet was running from King Ahab and Queen Jezebel who were seeking his life. And he runs to the wilderness of Sinai and finds himself at Mount Sinai. And in a haze of heat and exhaustion, he hears God's voice come to him. The word of God came to him saying, Why are you here, Elijah? Why are you here? That's the third question. And I don't mean why specifically you're here in this room right now for our annual meeting. I assume it's because you wanted to help make quorum. <laughs> or because you had nothing else to do on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. God, what a gorgeous Richmond day this is, by the way. Let's give thanks to God for that. But why are we here as a congregation? What is our fundamental purpose for being? We have talked about and thought about that question in many different forums, in many different formats over the course of the past year. And in particular, Ben is going to talk about the conversations we've had around that question with the visioning committee, which has tried to synthesize all of our learning um, as a team around that question. And our conviction is, and God's conviction is in talking to Elijah in this passage, that it's impossible to move forward. It's impossible to have a sense of strength and success if you don't know from the get-go why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. What is our purpose for being? And that is what we want to, in addition to all of the awards and installations and celebrations and self-congratulations, which is really due today, to ask ourselves to begin to reflect upon the question of why are we here? Why do we exist as a congregation? What are we hoping to accomplish in our community? What are we hoping, what change, what difference are we hoping to make in the broader community and in the world around us? Why are we here? And I am excited that over the course of our meeting this afternoon and in the process of the year ahead, we are going to be thinking with intention and presenting with pride a sense of why we exist as a congregation and moving forward with intention and deliberateness in making good on the promises of that purpose. God, in each and every moment, is asking us these questions. We meet today to reflect upon and to celebrate our answers to those questions. But because God continues to exist and continues to evolve, and so do we, God is going to keep asking us those same questions. So let's make sure that when we gather one year from now, we know how to answer each of those questions with joy, pride, exuberance, and strength. Shalom.